Hello, and welcome to Apprentice Plus, a podcast about young theater professionals. I'm your host, Andy. I'm Catherine. I'm Sarah. I'm Keaton. Yeah, so we took a week off because we got pretty busy with Marie leaving and the telethon that happened last week? Last week. With the telethon that happened last week. And now we're just trying to catch up, and now we feel like we're at a steady pace where we can start recording again. And we have a really exciting topic for this week's show. Catherine, do you want to tell our listeners more about what we're going to be discussing? Yeah, so today we're going to talk about education and theater and how they can connect and and influence one another and, and how we can use learning in the theater to reach audiences. I've really been looking forward to this episode. I think that the theater is a place where so much learning and growth can happen, not just on an individual level, but also collectively as a community. And um, I, whenever I do my work as a theater artist where I go see shows, I have this basic fundamental hope that I just come out changed or different in some way. It doesn't have to be seismic. But I just want to be different. And I think another way of saying that is that I learned something. Um, one of the first theater things I remember was being in school and watching the, like, deforestation plays. Or, <laughs> like, don't be a bully play. Um, they would have, like, touring theater groups that would come and just, like, perform that. And even though it wasn't super extravagant theater it was still something that like told a story i learned from it i appreciated it and i guess it somehow influenced how i got here today i don't remember i remember seeing touring plays in elementary school but i don't recall what they were about i still have it in my head the one that they were talking about deforestation because they had a song and they would say deforestation all the time (laughs) I don't remember seeing any, like, touring plays, but I remember in the fourth grade, I was really into the drama club, and we put on a play, but we, like, wrote it ourselves, and our art teacher was the director of the, the drama club, and she let us write lines for ourselves, and I remember that being the coolest thing in the whole world. Yeah, I think we've all pretty much, like have had theater influence us in an educational setting while we were young. And I think it's definitely paved the way for some of us. Um, Which is why I think it's something I think that they should be focused on more in schools, funding-wise, and just making sure that it is a priority and it is an option for kids. Because a lot of the time, they don't know that that's an option for them. I think it's such an essential part of a person's development all throughout their life, but uh, including whenever you're young. Um, I think it cultivates imagination and creativity, and those we need those things to get through life. I, I completely believe that. Um, and I think it's both important to cultivate uh, a generation of, of new theater artists and also just cultivate people that love theater and look at the world uh, imaginatively. Um, a few years ago here in North Carolina, I remember uh, that there was um, some discussion in the General Assembly 
which is our state legislature, about either um, making class sizes bigger or uh, cutting the arts and physical education, which was very, very upsetting for me that that was presented as a, a reasonable uh, binary choice like that. I think the arts in general, I mean, theater obviously is very important, but I think just even in a broader like sense, the arts are really useful for young kids and young adults to help kind of figure out how to express yourself in new ways and how to like navigate feelings that maybe you've never felt before. And like, I feel like the arts in general is just a, a, a really useful way to channel and 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 figure out some some feelings that you have when you when you're growing up and like things that you don't understand arts the arts can help you understand and I feel like theater is a massive um, tool that can be used to not only teach like basic standard moral lessons but also help someone understand why they are feeling the way that they are. Yeah, because I feel like almost any nursery rhyme childhood story could be taken and adapted into a play, and what Catherine was saying about, like, there always being a moral and there always being, like, a lesson to be told, it's something that is present and prevalent in, uh, like, younger kids learning. And also, for me, going, branching off of what Catherine was saying, is I also played piano and viola in middle and high school. And using that as a different form of art uh, really helped me figure things out. And it was a good way to when I was feeling stressed to just, like, get it all out on my instrument and just put it into the world and then be able to move on from whatever I was dealing with. Yeah, I some of the most influential classes I had in public school um, were ones like history. I've never been good with numbers and dates, but when my teacher would tell history in a story format, I remembered more information, and I'm also more of a hands-on learner than a written or reading learner. And so every time I had a class project, I would thrive in that much more than I would um, through a reading assignment or an essay, uh, even though they're important, you gotta you gotta include the tactile projects as well um, for just to have a broader net cast for different learning techniques. And uh, going off of what Andy said, how when he was stressed and he would use music, uh, when my grandfather passed away in college, I was taking a three D art class that focused on sculpture. And he passed away at the beginning of the semester. And when I looked back at my projects throughout the semester, they actually matched up with the seven stages of grief. And uh, it was really weird. That was not at all intentional, but it matched my emotions at the time. And I was getting it out in different formats. Um, and I think that actually turned into a form of art therapy for me that semester and kind of helped me process the emotions. I think that's awesome. That makes me think about how learning, uh, it's not just about the world, it's learning about ourselves as well. And that's just as important. And it's all connected, uh, the sense of self and the relationship to the world. Um, 
is something that I think stories and art um, uh, inspires us to dive into, not just um, uh, intellectually, but also emotionally. And I think that there's a lot of learning that can be done emotionally as well. I remember back in high school, uh, a lot of theater kids, I was only a theater kid uh, at the very end of high school, and then I was like, that was fun, I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> uh, but a lot of, um, since so much of it was just a small program, you had a lot of people who, who were into expressing themselves through acting, but they also had to double as a paint charge or um, help pull costumes, you know, smaller technical elements that were still hands-on learning and that allowed them to express themselves. And so, like the arts in general, it's great hands-on learning and it can help with that emotional development and creativity, but theater is expressive in two different ways. One is the performance side of it, but people forget about the technical side of it. Uh, but so many professors or professionals that I know who are stage managers or paint chargers or carpenters started off as actors and then you know, either they lost interest in it or their interest waned because they were more interested in the technical element. And so I think uh, supporting that side of theater is just as important as supporting the performing side of it because they just go so hand in hand with each other. But I feel like, it, at least in my public school, it was neglected because it wasn't seen. Um, well, I think that kind of goes into, and I think we'll probably talk about this later, but like, making theater more accessible part of doing that is reaching out to those kids like people who like don't really have an intimate knowledge of theater don't necessarily always think about the technical side of things and there's always like you know that cliche of like when i grow up i want to be an actor and so like it's always actors 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 and then sometimes people acknowledge there's like directors and that kind of thing but i think a lot less of the time um people think about the backstage the technical side and so I think having kids exposed to that at a really young age makes ex theater accessible for them as like a career path too yeah I totally get what what's being said because as I was watching shows as a young kid yes I would be amazed by all the talented performers but half the time I'll be thinking and looking at the other side of the stage being like What's going on over here? How are they mm -hmm. making this thing happen? And it was something I knew happened because obviously someone needed to do it, but I didn't really know exactly what it was. Um, and then because my sister, who's a year ahead of me, went to a performing arts magnet high school and I heard that they had a technical theater side, I knew absolutely nothing about what that really entailed, but I wanted to apply because I liked theater, but I didn't like performing. So I wanted to figure out like how to do all the things. And that's really where a lot of my backstage knowledge came from. I mean, like even now when we all sit down and we watch a, a TV show like Big Brother together, we get really excited when we see the backstage people. Like, yeah. we see them on screen and we're like, yes, those are our people. Because, like, there are people who are interested in being a part of theater and being a part of the performance in a way that is not acting. And it's exciting for those people to be able to see, I can 
be an artist. I can help create something that makes other people feel things and that helps me understand my feelings without having to be the one on stage. Yeah, it's interesting that you mention uh, TV like that. I think both Andy, you and Catherine have mentioned in the past watching a play and thinking, oh, who's behind the curtain? I didn't see many plays growing up, but I never had that thought process when I was watching a play. I would just watch it, enjoy it, and leave. Um, when I started developing that thought process, it was when, um, well, my family loves old black and white films, like 30s, 40s films, and we would watch them, and I would really enjoy the clothing, and so I noticed the opening credits, I would see a credit for a costume designer, and then I would start watching the end credits, it'd be like, costume supervisor, dressers, wardrobe, and it's like, there's a whole crew of people who are specifically clothing related, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> And so that exposure to me is what had my brain processing a little bit more. And I think film, I will dare say that film has probably done a better job exposing that side to people than theater has. Mm -hmm. And because film and, and television are so related in people's minds, I feel like television is, television is kind of piggybacked or, you know, tailcoat writing in whatever that saying is with film uh, because there are so many more people nowadays, especially with social media and and uh, social influencers on YouTube and home videos. Uh, I just know more people who have expressed more of an interest in the t technical side of things, which could be applied to theater, but they are choosing to apply it to film or social media. I think one of the things that has been brought up in this conversation, right, is the many, many different um, disciplines within theater. And I, that's one of the reasons why I've always loved it so much. It's so deeply collaborative and involves so much um, specializing from uh, from various folks and yet uh, an understanding of a collective ambition and uh, a yearning to listen and benefit from other people um, who may be able to open your eyes about what you do. Um, uh, I struggled a lot with... Um, <laughs> Like I, I took a penmanship class when I was in elementary school and it was very hard for me to write neat um, uh, and legibly. And then whenever I would experiment with drawing and, and painting and those kinds of things, it was something that I really had to put a lot of effort into learning. And so um, a more visual, um, uh, crafty um, um, work is something that I, I am not uh, naturally suited for, but that's one of the things that drew me into learning about it and so I took an intro to design class in college and um, there were I've realized over the years that there are all these each discipline is a world unto itself and that's I think one of the beautiful things about theater is that there are these journeys that we can go on um, into a whole way of creating and, and and yet it's all within the the same art form yeah and I think a way schools could maybe improve on that and making sure that all disciplines are seen and heard just as valid validly as the performance side is i think we mentioned this in our last podcast of just making sure that those are seen more often and like if you see a show there should be a backstage tour or there should be a designated field trip of just a shop just so they have those two different elements put in mm -hmm. 
the umbrella that is theater and art and and making sure that everyone knows all the different options that they can take. I have a question for the group. What is a show that you have seen or worked on that sticks out in your mind as a learning experience? And that can be interpreted in a variety of ways, whether it's you felt like you grew in your craft or you learned something about uh, how people interact or you learned about a chapter in history. Take it in any way you want, but is there a show that sticks out for anyone? Well, I think your question, Keaton, brings up a really good point, which is that, like, when when you think of learning, your mind automatically goes to children and school. But learning in theater can mean so much more, and it, it could absolutely be applied to adults. Um, and I think a really great example of learning in the theater is... Uh, we've mentioned it 700 million times, but I'm going to say Two Wolves and a Lamb again, because not only was it like, for me as a theater artist, I learned a lot about myself and the craft and a lot of different things, but also I think we all learned about how people interact with each other and about Greensboro and the community that we have and the theater community that we have and, and people's ability to sit in a room full of 300 other people and have a conversation and listen to other people's conversations. And I think theater that I personally believe that theater should always be something that challenges the way that you think and make you ask questions. And I think that was a piece that definitely did that. Um, yeah. I love that because um, um, what, what you said about uh, I'm paraphrasing, but, but theater opening your eyes and it can be entertaining while it does that, and it can make you laugh while you while it does that. But even when I'm laughing, I want to come away uh, provoked, and not necessarily where I feel irritated, although that can be great, but just provoked into thinking something new. Maybe just a new question. Andy, Sarah? I guess on a more backstage experience side of things, it would have to be undergrad for me, um, crazy for you. It was my second time wardrobe wardrobe heading. I was also assistant designer, and I made the 1940s silk bias cut dress for the finale of The Leading Lady. That's still one of my best portfolio pieces. Very proud of that. Um, but it's the largest crew I've ever headed, um, with eight people total. It had the fastest or some of the fastest quick changes I've ever had involving three-piece men's suits. Uh, it involved corsets, line dances, hiding in furniture. And it, it was just such a wide range of experiences, positive and negative, um, for me, that that was probably one of my biggest learning curves, theater-related, that I've had to overcome. And a lot of the things that I did overcome, I still apply to. The things that I didn't overcome, I learned from. So I, I'll take that as probably my best moment. Funny that you mentioned that, because one of the experiences I had that influenced me and helped me learn in theater was also a production of Crazy For You, except it was my junior year of high school, and I was a props master. And that was my first time props mastering a musical, uh, it was done a little bit differently than a typical prop ma props master would in professional theater, but it was still 
me running a crew, a little bit of, of how or what you said of being in charge of a group of people, uh, a lot of quick set changes and making sure everyone has their props and just making sure everything went smoothly um, definitely helped me organize myself a little bit more. And I still take some of those experiences that I had and then apply them to what I do now. Um, I guess a show that's that I've seen that's really influenced my learning, uh, I guess would be Wicked? I saw it my sophomore year, my sophomore year of high school, and I saw it with a group of, or no, not a group of friends, I saw it with a couple of friends, and during the intermission, we found the house production manager of the theater that uh, the tour was at, and we just happened to ask if we could go backstage, and we told her that we were high schoolers, we were high school theater kids um, that are in technical theater, and we just wanted to know if we could be backstage. Didn't really think anything was going to come of it, but she went backstage, talked to, I'm assuming was the uh, stage manager, the production stage manager, and then she came back to us and she said, at the end of the show, walk over to the proscenium and just wait. So then I got to go backstage. I got to see all the stuff close up. And it really, seeing everything from the audience is one thing. It's still pretty amazing and spectacular. But being close up and seeing all the details and everything about, like, the wizard head and... I don't know what else was on that show a lot, but just being able to see all of that stuff close up really sparked like, oh, I need to figure this out and I want to learn how to do all of the stuff because it was so awesome. I think along the same lines and in the sense of um, learning as it pertains to like career development and, and for ourselves, um, I think those experiences are incredibly important. I've had a couple of, of times where I was able to do the same thing, go to the stage door and say, hey, I want to be a stage manager. Can you show me uh, what you do and backstage? And, and I think that at every time they've been like, yeah, come in, let me show you, let me give you a tour. And like those experiences are huge and getting to, uh, getting to meet people and talk to people who are in the business, who have progressed in their career a little bit, and who are willing to... It, when you think of, like, Broadway or, like, the bigger... Um, or, like, I guess, higher levels of theater. I don't know. You you sometimes think that, that those people might be snobby or... But every experience I have had, those people have been like, yes, you want to do this? Let me show you. Let me give you this experience. Yeah, I think something that is really important is like if you do see a show it really doesn't hurt to ask to go backstage uh depending on what's going on they might say no but like Catherine and I said it might be a yes because theater is such a small industry 
And they are really willing to help educate young people and get them excited about theater and get them more involved. So it really doesn't hurt to ask. An experience that sticks out for me um, was actually here at Triad Stage about four years ago. Uh, there was a play called Radiant Abundant, which was a world premiere um, in the Hobro cycle um, that is a series of plays that we do here set in a fictional North Carolina Piedmont town. And uh, the play centered, well, it was about this professor at Zebulon College, the school in Hobro, um, who encounters a, like an outsider artist um, in the western part of the state. And outsider art was something that I didn't know about going in. It's this really wonderful um, part of the art world that does not get the appreciation that it should. And I just didn't know because, again, it, it doesn't get a lot of coverage. And that show opened my eyes to a whole part of visual art that um, was, was new to me. It's been wonderful hearing everyone's stories, uh, and I, it's clear to me that we've all um, uh, nurtured this this um, longing for 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 knowledge and experience and growth in ourselves. And I feel lucky that that I um, had some really great teachers early on and some really great ed educators, not just in theater but outside of theater too, because it really is all connected. Um, and I think to go back to what we were talking about earlier. That's one of the reasons I think it's so important to have quality arts education and education in general so that we can make people lifelong learners, make them enjoy learning so much that it's something they never want to stop doing. There's something to be said about how, no matter how old you are, the theater will always, if it's good theater, it will, it will keep making you ask questions and making you question how our society looks at things and handles things and, and how ourselves how we handle things and and what we feel when we watch it, it makes you question everything um or at least i think it should and as long as it continues to do that and as long as we continue to allow it to affect us and to as long as we indulge those questions and we sit down and we think about okay why did it make me feel this way i think theater in particular does um foster lifelong learning because every time you see a show you ask yourself new, new questions and I, for me personally at least I am always trying to figure out why I am the way that I am and why I think the things that I do and if we all do that and we let theater affect us in that way then we're always going to be learning more about our society about our world about ourselves so since our conversation has been centered around learning today and education in the theater, we wanted to take a little bit of time at the end of the episode here to talk about our uh, virtual summer academy that we're doing here at Triad Stage. Um, it's going to happen in July, and it's for students 6th to 12th grade. Um, and if you want more information about this, if you're interested in signing your child up for uh, this, I think it's an awesome thing that we're doing i don't know yeah because it's completely online so you don't have to you don't have to come into the theater also anyone in those age groups can take it you don't have to be from greensboro or from north carolina anyone could take these classes so i think it's a great option to get your kids some theater education in during the summer 
Yeah, so if you're interested in more information about that, go to uh, triadstage.org slash learning, and you'll, or you can go to our Facebook page, Triad Stage Learning Program, and uh, you'll find all the information about that. And now I think it's time for our fun fact with Keaton. Hey everyone, uh, as we touched on in this episode, uh, learning is really a lifelong endeavor, um, and we believe that very strongly at Triad Stage. And so I wanted to mention our Theater Plus programming, uh, which we do for every production, uh, and it's a series of events either before or after performances, which give our audience members an opportunity to dive further into the world of the play and the creative process. And when I say audience members, I mean uh, our community. You don't have to actually attend the performance. These events are open door for anyone to come in. Um, we do Technically Talking, which is a uh, talk back panel with our designers and director for each show. Uh, that happens uh, on the Tuesday of preview week. And we have Spirited Discussion, which is another talk back panel with um, our actors and uh, uh, a bar with uh, Mark Weddle from Sutler's Spirit Company, uh, who some of you may remember from our telethon and his Uncomplicated Cocktail series on our Facebook. We have Insight, in which we bring in a scholar to talk about a theme or topic related to the show after a Sunday matinee. And we have Pretext, which is a pre-show um, presentation from our learning director, which offers context and connections to thematic elements from the play that our audience is about to see. And so whenever we're able to open our doors again um, for in-person physical performances, I really hope that you'll come and join us at these events. They're really special and a great way to meet some new friends. Great. I wanted to thank everyone for joining us for Apprentice Plus. If you would like to keep up to date with everything going on at Triad Stage, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And remember that you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And if you have any questions you want us to answer or any topics you'd like for us to, to discuss, make sure to leave a comment on our post. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye! Bye.